Welcome to Whiskey and Whiskers Midweek episode. This is going to be a Gator Licks with your host Chop, Gator, Chris, Blake. So, gents, I like to listen to music quite a bit. And uh, when I listen to music, I usually listen to an artist one album at a time. I don't jump around through greatest hits. I think pussies do that shit. You listen to the whole album and you eat it. There's a lot of albums too that uh, you almost have to listen from start to finish to get the whole concept. Like I'm, I'm imagining like Pink Floyd or something. Where, sure, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's all tied together. I mean, I, to me, that's pretty obvious. But I don't know. It seems like a lot of people might listen to like playlists and stuff like that. Well, these days people don't even release albums. A lot of times they're just releasing songs. Yeah, no, and I think this is gonna be like a, a thing of history or something that's kind of like a romantic thing you know to have an album something you can hold physically and look at and check out you know we're gonna be like the old dudes that are like records are better yeah <laughs> i don't know about that but we're gonna talk about how sammy hagar is better Who? So, who's that sammy hagar man you ever heard of sammy hagar you know he's got that mexican whiskey you know <laughs> that cabo wabo so sammy hagar is like an american rock guy uh, he's from california he might be most famous for his uh, stint with van halen but uh just most recently, I've been listening to this album called uh, Standing Hampton, and it's like Sammy's like seventh or something solo album. It's badass. It's got like three really good uh, number one hits on it that are just fucking rocking, man. So that's one thing about Sammy is like, he's all about a good time. This is like music you listen to, and it just, it fucking turns you on. You know what I mean? You want to get a party going, like fucking blast this shit. You're on the lake, fucking being a captain out there, fucking throwing some Sammy Hagar and fucking... Let's get going. Oh, yeah. So in the lead up to the show, I you know I'd never listened to this album or whatever. I knew Sammy Hagar, but uh, I did li- put the album on and listen to it the way you're talking about. And there's a lot of songs on there that like you don't know that you know. Like you hear it, and you're like, holy shit, yeah, I know the song. You know, yeah, so that's, mm-hmm. it's that sort of thing. Oh, that's not Sammy on- Hagar. Yeah. Not only that, but uh, at least for me, when I went to go listen to it, there was like. Uh, I don't know. I knew Sammy Hagar, and I knew certain songs that I really liked by Sammy Hagar. And then I went to go listen to the album, and I was like, oh, fuck, every one of them is on here. Yeah. Like, this, this is the album. Yeah, yeah. Can't Drive 55 is not on here, but that was much yeah. later. I think this came out in, like, 82 or 81. So this is pretty shortly after he started his solo career. And then he went to Van Halen, so I think that's important to recognize, too, that a lot of people go with a big group, and then they break off and do a solo thing. Technically, he wasn't a big group. He was in a group called Montrose, like, in the mid-'70s. And he broke off from them. Bad Motor Scooter. That's a mantra song, if you're familiar with it. Um, but yeah, let's check out Standing Hampton. Uh, let's look at the cover art real quick. Because I like to... Let's go from how we get the album and how we actually get into it, right? So when you get an album from the store, this is kind of old school, but you can't play it right away. You just look at it, you know? And then you get home, you can unwrap it, and then the goodness comes out. So right off the bat, man, like, there's a great picture in the background. It looks like a nice painting, you know? Like, maybe... Uh, some famous artist out of Italy did it or something, but right up front, man, you got the typical like rock and roll, like hot chick wearing a red bow, and she's naked underneath that bow, and it's like she's got kind of a, a school teacher vibe going on with her hair and the and the glasses, I think. Uh huh. But other than that, yeah, she's she's naked. She's got a, a big red bow over her titties. Yeah, in a wooden chair. A, oh yeah. A stool, maybe. And it kind of looks like she might be in like a like a museum or maybe an art gallery or something, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then. Uh, it looks like up front, there's a, our offset to the other side, there's a, a gentle sir wearing a, a hat and a suit. 
And he's just looking at her like, yeah, I'm about to fuck the shit out of this girl. Yeah, this Renaissance man, you know, looking through his asshole fingers. Woo! Checking her out. He's totally not looking at the painting. No, no, no. no. Which, why would you? Right, yeah. He's tipping his hat to the girl, for sure. So I don't know if we're going to be able to look at this one, but when you open the album up, it's a much more intimate picture with the woman. And, uh... Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's revealing when you check it out. That's so let's cool. kind of look I at the album. Go ahead. What's I that? said that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. If you go like you Google it, man, it shows you the whole like fold out, and she's like closer to him. They're almost embracing. You know, it's kind of cool. Oh. Um, yeah, I'll pull it up real quick. And also, like while we're talking about the album, Standing Hampton, you can look at it in two ways. It's either very deep meaning album title, or it's a uh, it's a Sammy Hagar album title. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There she is. Bow so is now gone. the bow is off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like what this album is, you know? You get into it, and the bow comes off, and it gets down to business. So is, could you look into this a little further and say that Sammy Hagar is saying that, like, maybe his album is akin to taking a bow off of a naked chick? I think it's a different painting in the background. It is. It well, is, yeah. Oh, it's changed. They've Yeah, keen eye. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, so in the first one, the girl was on the left and the guy in the suit was on the right. And then in the painting, they were they were switched. Mm-hmm. And now both the girl and the guy are physically standing on the left. But then in the picture, the girl and the guy have switched again. And they're further back. And they're further back, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the main th- takeaway from the second picture is that the bow is on the ground and they're about to get it on. Oh, yeah. Sammy's getting it going. So let's check it out. First song on the album is I'll Fall in Love Again. Uh. So, I don't know much about Sammy. I listen to his music, but just by listening and playing to that song, that reminds me a lot of The Who. And I think if you really dig in deep to some of these songs, you can kind of get some of those who influences out of it so like when i look at songs we'll look at it like two different ways we can look at it like musically and lyrically how it is and i think sammy's a real strong artist because he can deliver some fucking cool lyrics but also like his his fucking music behind it is really cool um so won't get fooled again is uh That's the who? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same three chords, which is cool, right? He also drops uh, Won't Get Fooled Again in the first verse. You know, like midway through the first verse, he sings that line. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like, it, it kind of triggered my mind to think about that a little bit. Hmm. Um, is that a tribute? Is Sammy Hagar tipping his hat to the Like who, I or? said, I don't know much about Sammy, but listening to that with what I know, I kind of put that together. It could be a tribute. Hmm. Um, little Easter egg or something? Yeah, I don't know. I can... I can Tell he listened to The Who. Or yeah. Influenced by The Who, by the way his music is. Um, but that's also a cool song for, like, the lyrics. Like, he rhymes well and puts together good, good, uh... He's kind of like uh, Joe Walsh in a way, where he kind of paints funny pictures and makes you think about things, you know? So he's cool like that. Um, next song is There's Only One Way to Rock. No, this Wait, song... Yeah, dude, show us, uh, show us on your guitar there how that sounds. <laughs> Of all the songs on this 
on this album. There, there's one more that I think was more prolific, but that one was like, everyone's going to know this song. Dude, it's like an anthem, man. Mm-hmm. That's like a, like a calling, like an ACDC song. You know, when you hear ACDC, mm-hmm, and it uh-huh. fucking like commands anthem you. Anthem Rock fucking... or Queen. Queen was Anthem Rock for yeah, sure. Yeah, dude. This is like one of those with the, the lyrics in the background, the harmonies, and it's all real big sounding. You know, you're like, there's only one way. You're like, fuck yeah, dude. There's only <laughs> one way. Let's do it. Oh, dude, it's so cool, man. But that's, yeah, that's the anthem of this song. In fact, uh, I believe this was going to be the name of this album before they named it Standing Hampton. Was? Was There's Only One Way to Rock. Oh, okay. It was going to be the title track? Yeah. Yeah, dude. And if you think about that album title with that picture, you know, going back to the album cover, that's fucking powerful, too. That's fucking cool shit. Um, Baby's on Fire. Uh, This is one of those other kind of like softer kind of Sammy songs, you know. You might get into it with your wife sometime, listening to it, having a couple beers, but I don't think it's that like that groovy or whatever. Um, Can't get loose. This is one of Sammy's more introspective songs, I guess. He kind of he kind of looks at uh, um, life in different ways. He kind of ponders questions that are seated deep within human reality. Um, then we get right into heavy metal. Now, here we are in 2019. Heavy metal's a different thing nowadays than it was back when fucking Sammy released this shit. Way different. This this song, though, to me, like, you can almost talk about every other song on this album, and then you can talk about this song. Like, this song is what Sammy Hagar is about. This is Sammy Hagar at his finest. Can can you play this song? Can you play it? Gnarly, dude. Dude, that song, dude. That, uh... Oh, dude. It stings, man. Uh It fucking... You can't sit down when you hear that song, man. Yeah, it's really good for sure. Oh, dude. So this is actually, like, where I kind of can chime in a little bit, because this is really cool for me. As uh, so, I listen to metal like in the in the current genre, like 2019 genre metal. And looking back on Sammy Hagar playing heavy metal in you know whatever this is, like 79, 80s. This is early 80s, early 80s, yeah, 80s, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's still cool as shit. Like like I can still see a lot of the influences from this like heavy metal from Sammy Hagar in like my metal that's in 2019. Or, you know, the, the metal I've been listening to in the 2000s for the last couple, you know, 10, 20 wow, years. Wow, wow. And it's, it's fucking cool. Like, I, I appreciate this song so much more as a fan of metal in the current day than I think a lot of people in my generation would. Right, right. Now, this song, like, this even speaks back to his days in Montrose. Because the way I understand it, he got kicked out of Montrose because he was too heavy. His guitar playing was too hard for what Montrose was trying to do at that time. You know, and it's like light cigarettes compared to today you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. it's crazy it's so cool though so that's like that's one of the last songs on the album that really hits hard and really stands out there's like a uh can uh janis joplin cover i believe she's the one who originally did it um peace of my heart i don't know if you oh, guys yeah, yeah. picked that, that out and recognized it it, it <sighs> covers are tough man either you're gonna knock it out of the park or it's gonna fucking sink and for me that wasn't the best cover in the world <laughs> But other than that, man, if you, if you want a solid Red Rockin' album. So we can't skip over 
heavy metal without talking about this fucking movie that came out. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen this? Mm-mm. Dude. Yeah, so I, oh, I, I have seen this. And this has kind of actually got a lot in, in I guess, m- more modern culture. Like, uh, South Park did an episode about it. Like, there's... There's a lot going on with this with this movie that came out about heavy metal. Wow. Released in 2000. No. No, that was Heavy Metal 2000. Uh, heavy Metal was released in 1981. Uh, adventures from deep space to futuristic New York and beyond. Each world and story is dominated by the presence of Lochnar. Some of all evils manifest as a glowing green sphere. Da, da, da. Dude, it's like... Chicks with giant tits riding dragons and oh, like in, in leather, in leather. Yeah, and then there's like a Without car it, flying yeah. around and fucking like giant ogres like stabbing each other in the throat oh, and shit. Man. It's fucking gnarly, man. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty hardcore movie and definitely fitting of of the song, without a doubt. It's so cool how those those two things kind of happen at the same time: the album and the uh, the movie. Wow, this was a crazy cartoon. Yeah, you're on drugs the entire time you're watching this, by the way. Oh, yeah. I can yeah, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess we forgot to say they it. It's an, an, it's an animated movie. But yeah. it is it is buck wild. It's a trip. Like, the whole thing is uh, it's something it's something different. If you haven't seen it, you should, because it's, it's an experience. And, you know, we don't condone taking drugs, but... If you were on drugs while you were watching this, maybe <laughs> it would be a better experience. Might be scary as shit, too, though. Yeah, yeah, very, very well could be. Yeah, no, for sure. Some shows that look innocent can be very not cool <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Wizard of Oz being one of them. Man, that one will get you. All right, back to Sam Hagar's. So, Sam yeah, Hagar. uh, I guess looking at the rest of the, the songs, Surrender. Uh, what is Surrender? How does that one go? Surrender! Is that the... Is that the <laughs> It makes me think, well, who's, who's saying that? It kind of sounds like Cheap Trick to me. Cheap Trick, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds a lot like a Cheap Trick song. It's huh. very kind of like cheesy 80s to me, you know? Okay. Uh, Inside Looking In is another kind of introspective song, I guess, where he kind of ponders other questions about Sweet Hitchhiker life. sounds kind of dirty. Sweet Hitchhiker is kind of one of those late 70s kind of gross song that'll pick you up off the side of the road and rail you and drop you off at your daddy's farm kind of song. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that everyone knows that, that yeah. type of song. Yeah, she's driving a tractor and plowing some corn and then he's gonna come plow some stuff too you know? okay. but he brings her back home which is nice yeah that was good of him yeah and awfully, pe- awfully generous of him yeah well yeah he's Sammy man he's I a mean, gentleman yeah he is uh, on all levels <laughs> chivalry was not dead in, <laughs> no. in the 80s he had blonde hair and a guitar he was chivalrous for sure and then Peace of My Heart Janis Joplin yeah it's Sammy Hagar singing Janis Joplin song that's cool uh, it's cool I mean Janis it's for jo- what it is yeah, yeah 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 I don't know I'm not again on the covers, man. Either you're going to be cool with the cover or you're going to drop it like it's not so hot. But, yeah. Um, yeah so, dude. in your opinion, like, can you can you tell us a little bit about where you think music like, went off of this album? Like, how you think this influenced, you know, the next decade worth of music or even, even past that? Um, so, one thing I recognized, which might segue into that a little bit, is... Uh, so ZZ Top has a song, Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers, mm-hmm. and it's very, very similar to uh, There's Only One Way to Rock in the, key to, in the sense that it's in the key of uh, F-sharp minor. So I thought that was kind of interesting to note. They came out at the same time, and they're that kind of heavy, kind of chunky rock. 
Um, but where this kind of took stuff, so one thing that I noticed was really cool. So this is before uh, Sammy got with Van Halen. Is if you listen to a lot of these songs, there's a lot of the kind of uh, harmonies in the background vocals, which was really prevalent in a lot of Van Halen's music. They did a lot of like the barbershop quartet type stuff in the background and great harmonies. Uh, Michael Anthony, he's the uh, bass player in Van Halen. He sings really well. Um, so when they got with Sammy, I think the lyrically and also uh, melodically, they got much more advanced. Their music had more uh, maturity, I guess. But I can see a lot of that in this stuff, especially with the harmonies and the, the lyric complexity, you know. What about in the context of, like, evolution of rock and roll? Oh, man. Uh, quintessential is fucking, especially this album, Standing Hampton, dude. It's quintessential to rock and roll. You cannot deny it. Like I'm saying... Is this groundbreaking? Like, did this album sound like other albums that were out at the time? Or did this... Like, did it change the game? Right, right. Uh, so I was not alive when this came out. <laughs> but I can say that, for what it is, Stan- Sammy Hagar stands out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He has a very unique career in terms of, like, he was kind of the zenith of all the music. You know, he came out of Montrose. He did his solo thing very successfully. Went into Van Halen. Got out of Van Halen got into his Mexican whiskey business, that Cabo Wabo tequila. Mm-hmm. So check this out. He sold his 80% share in the tequila company. He made more money in that single day than he did in his entire music career. That's wow. insane. That's crazy. That's fucking, that's incredible for a human being to do, man. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So, you know, outside of his music, but I want to get down to is like, summertime, man. You go out on the lake, you got a boat, you're getting sunburned, you put on this shit, and you fucking open a beer, and it's on. It's fucking cool shit. It's the vibe, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's totally the vibe. And you need some chicks. You need some fucking chicks, dude. Bikinis. Yeah. Yeah, and tequila. Mexican whiskey. And a yacht would help. Yeah. I mean, a yacht helps pretty much any situation ever. But, uh, you know, no, I feel that. Like, if you, if uh, somebody threw on some heavy metal and we were out on the boat partying or something like that, like, that would, yeah. This is a whole new dimension to your party life, if you want to look at it that way. Uh-huh. This opens up uh, new doorways. And for some people, it might be kind of uncomfortable, but that's a good sign. Because when something's kind of uncomfortable, it means you're going to grow, and it's fucking... This is cool shit to grow into. I'm a, I'm a big believer in that, you know, like every, every genre of music or every album or everything like that, like even if I don't... Um, even if I don't love it just as my everyday listen or something like that, I think there's a time and a place for a lot of the different things that I have heard. And mm-hmm. so I think it's cool to, to hear, like... Oh, dude, this is the perfect place or time to listen to this particular thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And cool. you can hear something that, like, you may not be that into, and then you hear it in the right place at the right time, and it just changes it. Now, all of a sudden, you love it, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, one thing that that I wanted to, or that I took away from listening to this album before we before we started recording, um, it's it, it feels timeless. Like, it's this is still good music. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sammy Hagar is, is versatile enough that he... he came onto the scene just like an explosion or something and then he's carried it for years he's he's yeah. been one of the rockin'est dudes out there uh in 2008 he was part of a super group called chicken foot Did yeah dude with satriani and uh and michael anthony that's wicked yeah so he's he's still fucking rocking i mean i mean it's been 10 years now but <laughs> but the point is like it's not that big a leap for someone today to go back and listen to to Chickenfoot, and then it's not much different. Chickenfoot is not that much different from Van Halen, and Van Halen's not that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it evolves for sure. It does change, 
But uh, you can go all the way back to Sammy Hagar in this album, and it's still fucking good. Yeah, I'm one of those rare people that did not know who Joe Satriani was until I found myself standing third row at a Joe Satriani concert. That's so fucking cool. (laughs) That's how I learned about Joe Satriani. Wait, he doesn't have hair? (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. I don't think I listened to any of his music prior to seeing him live. And it was pretty incredible. That guy's an amazing guitar player. Oh man, yeah, he's he's a whole nother show. We can we can dig into him and how he's fucking quintessential also to rock and roll. So can you do us? Uh, can you do that heavy metal lick again? Because it's so fucking good. Yeah, I think I can take us out with that. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, I'll for go sure. Through something Thanks for checking out Gator Licks, guys. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and Google Play. We have new episodes every Monday. We'll see you guys soon.